Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll feature Kirk McElhern of Kirkville explaining why he doesn't like Apple Maps. A little bit later, we'll be hearing an encore presentation featuring Josh Centers, managing editor of Tidbits. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. We welcome back the one and the only Kirk McElhern, except no substitutes. I don't know why I said that. It just sort of occurred to me. You know, I, I kind of do this by the gut, as they say. <sighs> you wrote a piece at Kirkville about Apple Maps, and you said it's what, always wrong? It's not always wrong, but it's the worst Maps app that I've tried. I, I consider there are three map apps. There's Apple Maps, there's Google Maps, and there's Waze. Waze isn't really a map app in the same way. It's a navigation app, right? So you don't look at Waze because you're trying to find a local pub or a grocery store. Um, So that really leaves you to Apple Maps and Google Maps. So in my article, which you probably link to in the show notes, you'll see my attractive new Toyota iGo in magenta fizz, which is a kind of a purple color. And this car comes with Apple CarPlay. So I wanted to try this out, and I first started using Apple Maps and driving around the area where I live. I live in a rural area near Stratford-upon-Avon. I'm in a small village. There are small villages all around here. I'd long wanted to get rid of Google Maps, which I use you know, when I'm searching for things and when I'm looking to see how long it takes to get someplace. In our other car, we have an in-car GPS, so we generally use that for navigation. But I wanted to get rid of Google Maps because I'm tired of their data collection and use Apple Maps. The problem with Apple Maps is my experience in the past is it's not only not accurate. I mean, there's businesses listed in very, very wrong places around here. You know, there's a pet store listed on a a residential cul-de-sac, for example, in the town near me. So anyway, I set out with my new car and I put on Apple Maps and I was trying to get to a couple of places and it started out okay. It got me to one place relatively well, um, a local garden center. And then I asked to go to a village called Long Marston, which is a few miles away. This was with Siri using CarPlay. Hey, Siri, take me to Long Marston. And it couldn't understand Long Marston. And it offered to take me to London, which is, you know, 150 miles away. Flemington Spa, a town that's 30 miles away. And then it thought I wanted to go to the Morrison's supermarket. There's a chain of supermarkets called Morrison's. So I finally stopped the car and I took out my iPhone and I tapped Long Marston and obviously uh, Apple Maps was able to find it. So it started directing me and I go down the road. I know these roads. I was really just doing this to see how Apple Maps works. I get to an intersection about a mile from the town of Long Marston. It wants me to turn left, whereas the town is right on the same road. Um, So I turned right and it kept telling me to return to the route. It wouldn't correct the way like an in-car GPS does. So that was a bit uncomfortable. Then I said to Siri, okay, take me home. Show me how to get home. And each time it said, hmm, I can't seem to access that data right now. Can you try again in a little while? Now, when you ask Siri something like that, it looks in your contacts. It knows the contact card that you've selected is your me card, which has my address. Um, If I asked Siri on my iPhone, what is my address? It displays that card. Yet on Apple Maps, it was unable to find my home and direct me home. And I think the directions to home is something that people probably use a lot with a navigation app. 
understand here my use of mapping is business related. I'm doing Lyft, I'm doing Uber. Both use embedded versions of Google Maps. So whatever it is, I'm tied into that, but they're adapted. So for example, with Uber, it's more descriptive, the verbal descriptions. So I assume they are doing some kind of modification. But they're troublesome. Because remember here, you're using this to guide yourself to pick up a passenger and then take them to their destination accurately. Right. And I run into problems like, for example, if you have a person at a small shopping center at a store, right behind it is a wall with an apartment complex. More than likely, I'll be directed to the apartment complex and have to go all the way around to find the passenger. That's one of the things it does commonly. The other thing is sometimes the passengers is supposed to be on the left. They're waiting on the right, waving at me. Going into housing developments, we have a lot of these little roads. That's difficult. It doesn't always get right. And if it does, it gives you a convoluted way. Somebody dinged me on Lyft for taking them around the block. And I followed the directions precisely. What I usually do now, though, is I ask the passenger, do you have a route that you prefer? Yeah. Gets me out of trouble all the time. I've had taxi drivers ask me that. You know, particularly when I lived in Paris, because Paris is one of those cities where there are lots of ways you can go through large avenues and smaller streets. And people may know that a particular route can be more efficient at a certain time of day. In theory, don't the mapping apps know that they're getting crowdsource information? Well, so I've wondered about this because sometimes when we're using the, the GPS in the car, and we're going to someplace we don't know, and we find it's taking us down a lot of small streets. And that made me wonder, are all the mapping apps taking people down small streets that used to be quiet, and all of a sudden, for some reason, they know it's a shortcut to get from one place to another? I mean, you know, like I do, that when you live in a neighborhood, you know that there's a shortcut to avoid the school when the parents are picking up the kids, or, you know, particular places where there's going to be traffic. And I I did wonder once if GPS if GPSs and cars and map apps and all that are changing all of this and bringing people down quieter streets. Well, in a couple of cases here, when I was going past a section of I-10 in Phoenix that was under construction, the mapping app directed me around it. So in that case, it was accurate. Right. So another problem I had with Apple Maps is I'm thinking going down to Bristol in January, and Bristol's about an hour and a half away. I've already been there once. And so I looked on Apple Maps on my iPhone to see how I could get to the place I was going. It's a place called the Martin Parr Foundation. Martin Parr's a photographer, and it's something that was opened about a year ago. First of all, uh, Siri couldn't find it. Apple Maps couldn't find it uh, under that name. Google Maps could. Waze could, but um, Apple Maps couldn't. When I found the exact address, I put it in, and it shows up on the maps. And then I tap the little button for directions, and Apple Maps tells me directions are not available between these locations. Now, this is on the same landmass. This isn't like it's an island off the coast of the UK or anything. It kind of beggars belief. Now, Google told me it was 72 miles away, would take an hour 36. Waze took me way out of the way, saying 84 miles away, an hour 42, only six minutes more for those 12 miles, which I don't understand. But Google, I've noticed, is really, really good with live, real-time traffic conditions. You know, if you look at the Google Maps app and you turn on traffic view, you'll see where it's red or yellow or whatever. 
And Google is very good at routing you around those things. It really stunned me that Apple Maps could not even give me directions to arguably a relatively important mid-sized town in the UK. Now, I understand that Apple's rebuilding its mapping data because much of what they have now is sourced from other companies like TomTom. Right, and, and, the, and you see that in the Apple Maps app. Exactly. And I think what they're trying to do to improve it is to rebuild the whole thing themselves, which is going to take several years, billions of dollars yep. of expenditures, and they understand the limitations, and they have to yeah, make and, it better. And, 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 I'm, and I'm told that they've already rolled out improvements in the U.S., and that's why my article is titled Apple Maps are the Worst Maps, at least in the U.K., because I am aware from people I know that Apple Maps is a lot better in the U.S. Now, I don't have the choice with Lyft or Uber. And I guess because they want to keep it consistent among all platforms. So I can't yeah. use Apple Maps. Yeah. So I'm stuck with what they give me. Another problem I run into here is when you go to a shopping center and you have, say, you've got to look for Ross's, which is a discount clothing store. More times than not, it'll leave me off in the area, but not precisely where that store is. More to come. I'm the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill. So what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know they're good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361 Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Trying to talk about Apple Maps the problems they have in the UK, at least where Kirk lives, and also the comparison with Google Maps. My experience in using this is every single day I'm out on the road with the ride-sharing companies. And so all the problems I see, and sometimes I'm blamed for them. Yeah, Apple Maps is not that good either. You go to a shopping center and it says, okay, the Wildflower Bread Company, which is a restaurant and bakery, it's here. You've arrived. I don't see it. It may be around the corner, but I don't see it. We've had a couple of those experiences with our GPS. Um, generally, in the UK, you navigate by postcode. And a postcode is, I believe it's anywhere from three to six characters. Uh, I'm in the CV37 postcode. So the first part of the postcode is CV37, and then there's um, other letters and numbers. And you can just put that postcode into your Maps app, your GPS and a postcode is generally no more than a couple dozen houses at most. I think only part of my village is in the same postcode, and there's about 200 people in the village, so maybe 60 houses or something. And postcodes are relatively accurate. However, when you get into certain areas, we were once trying to find a garden center about 10 miles from us that was in a particular postcode, but it was like off uh, an intersection between two roads, 
with lots of fields around and like diagonally across was a, a bit of a small town. So the postcode was mostly for that small town, plus this garden center, like a mini shopping center, which was across from it. And the, the GPS took us to the small town part, but we didn't see where we were going. So every once in a while, while the postcode is generally extremely precise, um, every once in a while, you get to a place where you can't necessarily find what you're looking for. And then I just Google it on my phone and, you know, get a better idea where it is. So what do they need to do to make these apps better? We know what Apple needs to do, just get more data. Well, it's really data. And, you know, as I said, there are, there are businesses that are in the wrong location on Apple Maps. And I've probably submitted a couple of dozen corrections. You know, I, I just browse every once in a while and look around. I say, oh, I know that business. It's not there. So I submit corrections and they do make the corrections. Um, generally, within a couple of days at most, they give you a notification or an email. But the problem is that it has, it's that Google has this extraordinary data set and a Maps app isn't good unless it's really like 99.5% up to date. You know, when you're looking for a point of interest or a business or something, your Maps app has to know where that is. And if it doesn't, then, then the app itself just isn't good. The bit about Siri not being able to take me home, that's really very serious. The bit about not being able to give me directions to Bristol, again, a pretty major city, is frankly a serious fail. So it's a, be a matter of time then, you think? You know, you remember when Apple Maps first came out, it was pretty much a disaster. It has improved, but if they're just doing these tiny incremental improvements, how will it get to the point where it's usable? Because again... It's got to be really accurate. You know, there was one time that we were out on the road and we needed gas in the car and I'm looking for a gas station. Your Maps app has to tell you where the gas station is. It can't not know where the gas stations are. If you don't find the nearest McDonald's, that's not a big deal. Or, you know, if there's three supermarkets and, and you only find one of them, that's not a big deal. But there are things that have to be precise. Well, at this point, what do you think these companies can do. We know with Apple Maps, it's a matter of just getting more information, rebuilding its service to get better results. What about Google? If Google is well, the best, and it's so Google is so I, imperfect itself. Google, for me here, Google is incredibly accurate. Occasionally you get to the, the kind of thing, like you said, that you know there's a wall behind a shopping center and it, it hasn't figured that out. But I, I see Google showing road work when there's road work in the area, um, when roads are closed for accidents, it's up to date. We've never gotten lost with Google. As I said earlier, you know, that one time with a postcode, um, not exactly the same area, but Google Maps for me has been incredibly accurate here. The problem is, I'm guessing that they get all the actual road information from other sources, like Apple gets it from TomTom, and TomTom gets it from each country's, um, whatever they call it, you know, administration that manages roads. So this is, this is probably public information that they can get. What differentiates them is knowing how to get real-time traffic stuff to get you the fastest route, knowing how to find particular businesses and points of interest. And that's just data collection. And I don't know who, who makes the data set like that. Is it Google that just scans every single website and every single telephone listing to find the names and addresses of businesses? I have no idea about the way they do that. 
I assume you look it up. You can see how they gather the information. Obviously, there's a lot of driving around. I mean, we've well, but heard the, driving of the Google around Maps. Is for Street View, isn't it? Pardon? The driving around was for Google Street View, not so much for Maps. No, but it obviously has to help with the yeah, mapping. Yeah, yeah, because they're recording gathers. the GPS of those cars that are driving, and so that probably gives them more information. Now, Waze works with a system that um, they upload data about your car when you're using Waze. So this is essentially crowdsourcing traffic conditions because they know that if you're on a road and the speed limit's 60 miles an hour and you're only going 20, then there's traffic. And if they know that if you're going back up to 60, that there's no traffic anymore. Um, and Google gets the traffic data from Waze, and, and that's really a clever way to, to get this real-time traffic data. Um, but as to the actual data for locations, that, that seems a bit more complicated. You know, on, on, on the other hand, let's remember what it was like when we had paper maps. Right. Of course, we all live with paper maps. I remember when we moved to Arizona. And my son, and that time he's maybe seven years old. And he sat there and he mapped out the entire route for us with all these to get maps. to Arizona from New Jersey. Yeah. From Edison, New Jersey to Scottsdale, Arizona. And he had it perfect. Were you not a member of the AAA? I remember when I was young, my parents, they were an AAA member. And you, if you could plan a trip with the AAA and they gave you this thing in kind of a, a portrait mode binder with these strip maps. Do you remember those? I do. And I ran situations where it was wrong. Okay. I, I ran I remember- situations where AAA was wrong. And finally, I said, you know what? Why am I paying for this? Okay. Our, yeah, our, except, of course, if your car is disabled. But then a lot of insurance companies offer that now. With car insurance, you add a couple dollars a month, and they give you roadside assistance. Or at oh, least I when you're, that with or mine, your yeah. or your automaker does it as part of the new car warranty. Now, in those cases, they'll recharge the battery. Some will change the tire to the donut spare that you might have in your trunk if you have one. They might make an effort to repair the tire if you have no spare tire but one of these little canisters of air. That also can fix a flat tire. Got more to come with Kirk McElhern. It's mapping on the agenda on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal, 
will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. USA Radio News. President Trump is happy after a federal judge rules that Obamacare violates the Constitution. Great ruling for our country. We'll be able to get great health care. We'll sit down with the Democrats if the Supreme Court upholds. We'll be uh, sitting down with the Democrats and we will get great health care for our people. That's a repeal and replace handled a little bit differently, but it was a big, big victory by a highly respected judge. The president delivering those remarks after he made an unannounced visit to Arlington National Cemetery on Saturday. The family of a seven-year-old Guatemalan girl who was killed in Border Patrol custody is seeking answers and a transparent investigation into the girl's death. The family was trying to sneak into the country illegally when they were detained by Border Patrol agents, and President Trump sent out a tweet today saying that Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke would be stepping down at the end of the year. You're listening to USA Radio News. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-561-5716. That's 800-561-5716. Again, 800-561-5716. Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new Charcoal Pore Cleansing Brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662, or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code RADIO. You heard right, Proactive MD, plus free shipping and a free gift, the new Charcoal Pore Cleansing Brush. You'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee. You're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back. Call now, 1-800-583-8662. That's 1-800-583-8662. Or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code RADIO. Again, go to Proactive.com and enter promo code RADIO. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. I was mentioning to Kirk that in terms of AAA, one of the benefits they offer is 
roadside assistance, but then you can get that from your car insurance company, new car warranties, etc. Yeah, I just remember those maps were kind of fun. Um, we didn't take a lot of trips when I was young, but I remember they would um, put these in this little binder. We actually lived across the street from the AAA office. And so I remember going in there and the people, they had these cubby holes with all the maps and they'd pull them out and they'd put them in order and they'd use a highlighter to mark the route and all that. Um, but I don't remember my parents ever needing AAA roadside assistance. They call it breakdown assistance here and we have it and we've needed it a couple of times. It's very practical. But they don't offer any sort of route planning. Of course, you don't need it anymore because you've got all these options with, you know, um, maps and GPS and all that. You don't need the mapping service for your car anymore. You don't need to pay that extra $2,000 or whatever they charge for it because you have it in your pocket already. And it's probably more efficient and more accurate. So that's an interesting question. Um, the, the car that I just got replaces one that I got a year and a half ago. These are both leased cars. Um, it didn't have any GPS in it. Our other car, the Yaris, does. And this new model came out, and it was the first Toyota to offer CarPlay. And me being an Apple guy, I said, I'd kind of like to have CarPlay. And I was thinking about it. Do I want the CarPlay, or do I want the in-car GPS? You know, there are advantages to in-car GPS in the sense that um, you don't need a, a data connection. I was driving yesterday. I was a few miles from home, just right outside of Stratford-upon-Avon, and Apple Maps just showed me a blank grid. I guess it wasn't able to connect to the server, and it wasn't caching any data ahead to be able to display a map. And you don't have that problem with an in-car GPS. If I'm driving alone, using my phone to direct me, that's always a hassle. You've got to mount it on something. When my partner and I would go someplace before we had GPS, I would co-pilot, and I'd tell her, you know, turn here, turn there, and that's doable. But when you're alone, it's not. So I, I, I do like CarPlay overall, you know, for music and maps and all that. But there is an argument to keeping an in-car GPS instead because you don't depend on the reliability of a, of a, of a, of a remote server. Um, yesterday, if that bit where Apple Maps wasn't displaying roads is because the server was down, um, you know, what if that's happening when I'm in the middle of a city trying to get someplace and I don't know where I'm going? Well, here's the thing, too. I have tried these mapping apps on different cars and a lot of them are very difficult to program the one on the volkswagen is not that hard one thing it does do which is valuable is it gives you a constant display on your little lcd screen of where you are yeah except if you're in a shopping center it doesn't know that also when right. you're near when you need to refill the gas tank it will yeah. point out the nearest gas station for you. Ah, uh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, mine in the Yaris gives a, a constant display, even if you're not using it for navigation. And, and again, entering address information here is really easy because all you enter is a postcode. You don't have to put a street number and a name and make sure it's spelled right and then a town. The postcode gets you anywhere. So it goes. So it goes. Okay. And anyway... Glad to know at least that you found a way and that Apple Maps doesn't do it for you, and hopefully they will. Well, I'd like to see it improved because, again, I'd like to stop using Google. Wouldn't we all? This is interesting. When they had the CEO of Google in Congress, congressional hearing, and so what they did here is... They asked him, do you 
so, you know, what about sharing your data, your information about your visitors? And what Google says is they don't sell it, right? Yeah. You know what they do? They share it. They share it. They don't sell it. They share it. Yep. Oh, yep. wow. That's where it is. Yep. They sell it. They now share it know. for money. That's it. I consider it a little deceptive when they do things like that. I want to bring you up well, some... Well, it's Google. Yeah. We haven't talked to you in a while since... Uh, when did we last talk to you? It's quite a while ago. Uh, four or six weeks ago or something. Um, there, there's some other um, interesting news today that I wrote about, about um, Connect on Apple Music. Do you remember Connect? Very dimly. Yeah, see, it's like... Do you remember Ping back in 2010? It was this sort of, they called it a musical social network. Um, it lasted five years. It, it actually lasted a couple years, and then it just kind of faded, and they finally killed it off in 2015. Um, they launched Connect, which is similar, and it was on the For You, it was a tab on the For You um, page of iTunes or, or in the music app, and they've announced yesterday that they're getting rid of it, and it's gone today. Um, Connect was the kind of thing where artists could post things to their fans, and Fans could comment, and it was incredibly useless. And it just made me think about, you know, iTunes or the music app, these are music players. People aren't spending time there to communicate with artists at some time when maybe all they're going to be doing is posting stuff about marketing, right? They're going to be following them on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Um, they really don't care about this sort of, you know, rolling this in to the music player app. It just makes no sense. People are going to follow their artists the way they want to, and they're not going to have to be forced into a platform that's not designed for that. Well, I think just Apple is trying, they're trying to do something that probably, as you say, they shouldn't bother with. But then what should they do? Provide links for Facebook or something? Or Twitter? Well, why even bother? Um, I mean, yes, maybe they could have a Twitter and Facebook link and Instagram for their artists, um, but why even bother? This isn't what... Uh, I don't understand... How how can you say it? This is not meant to be a, a platform, a portal to finding out about musicians. This is meant to be something for listening to music. And, and I guess I can understand that people, that they may want to add the two, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, people aren't going there to find how to follow an artist. I mean, they can use Google if they want to look for an artist page. It'd be nice to have a link to an artist's website at a minimum, because most musicians do have a website. Um, and why Apple doesn't do that, I don't know. But the, the whole Connect thing was, it was Apple attempting to control the entire ecosystem, um, controlling the marketing message not that they were filtering it or anything, but that they were controlling how it was displayed, and it's just it just doesn't work. You know, while you were talking, I was looking at that picture of your car. Yeah. Now, you are a lot younger than I am. Not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You didn't reach your teenage years in the 1960s, certainly. 
No, 1970s. Right. Magenta fizz is the color of his new car. Yep. Isn't that a color from the 1960s, a psychedelic era? It is in some ways. Um, you, you know, when, so I told you I had a previous version of the iGo, and, you know, when you lease a car after a while, they send you an email or a letter saying, you know what, you might want to upgrade. And so when they hit me up a couple months ago, um, and they were offering discounts on the, the newer model, mine was the previous model, like, you know, every three years they have a new model. Um, and the first thing when I looked at this, is like, I don't want a purple car. However, what I did want was an automatic transmission, which mine didn't have. Um, and the idea of having CarPlay did tempt me. It may have actually convinced me to, you know, go for this car. But I, I really was unhappy with the color. It was the only color this was available. It's one of these special edition things. You um, see, that's what they do to you. More to come with Kirk's psychedelic car on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. Former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. Join online at www.acs2018.com. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join the American Cannabis Summit, visit ACS2018.com or text JOIN to 76280. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Text JOIN to 76280. Text JOIN to 76280 now. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
For P150, P150 GA, P150 NY, P150 OK, P150 TN, C250A, C250E, C250Q. Not available in all states. If New York or Colorado, call for a similar offer. What's the scariest thing about going to the dentist? Opening your mouth or opening your wallet? Because just a simple cleaning can cost $150, and things like root canals can cost you hundreds more. If you don't have dental insurance to help, call Physicians Mutual Insurance Company, 1-800-656-4686. This isn't a discount plan or preventive-only coverage. This is real dental insurance that helps pay for checkups right away. So you can call today and get your teeth cleaned tomorrow. Plus, it helps cover the more expensive procedures you might need down the road. Fillings, crowns, bridges, even costly dentures. There's no deductible and no annual maximum. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired. Plus, you can choose any dentist you'd like. Call now for a free information kit with all the details. 1-800-656-4686. That's 1-800-656-4686. 1-800-656-4686. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Well, you see what happened here is, as soon as you enter the car, it starts playing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. No, it doesn't, because John Lennon said it was not based on LSD. In any case, he's got this it, wacky color of his car, his new car, Magenta it, it, Fizz, because it wouldn't give him the options if he didn't take that crazy color. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice car, though. I mean, a friend of mine looked at it, and he looked up the dimensions. It's like half as long as his SUV. This is what they call a city car over here. It's quite small. It's comfortable for two people. Uh, if you have kids, they'd fit in the back seat or a dog, but you wouldn't want four adults. The trunk is tiny, but the back seats fold down. So, you know, it's designed for low impact driving. It's extremely, I think it's supposed to get up to 65 miles per gallon. It's extremely efficient. And, and this is the all gas engine. There's no hybrid stuff going on. here. Right. No, the other car we have, the Yaris is a hybrid, um, but this is just a plain gas engine. Um, and again, I wanted to get rid of the stick shift because in, in this country, they drive on the wrong side of the road, which means you have to use your left hand to shift gears. And I'm right-handed, and I've always found it a bit uncomfortable, unwieldy, to negotiate the stick shift. The the Yaris is, is an automatic, and I've had automatics in the past. Uh, American listeners hearing this are like, automatics, you know, everyone has automatics. That's not the case over here. Um, automatics are sold a lot less than manual transmissions. They're more expensive. Everyone learns how to drive on a manual transmission car in Europe. Um, so shifting to an automatic is, is a big change here. I learned how to drive on a stick shift. And I drove cars well, with a stick shift for the first probably decade. Yeah, but I you learned how to drive on an Edsel, didn't you? No, not an Edsel. I learned how to drive on a Chevrolet, a 1957 okay. Chevrolet, in pretty rough shape when I got it. It was given to us by a relative. 
and they had to make a sale, so they sold it to us for $300. It needed service, major service, and I ended up buying a car. An Opal Cadet, yellow, 1967. Stick shift. The first car I ever had with an automatic was 1976, a Buick. Okay. I never owned a car until 1987, 88. I, I never had a car when I was growing up because I lived in New York. You can't afford a car. Uh, you, you can't afford to park and all, and you don't need a car because of public transport. That's right. I grew up in Brooklyn. I lived on the subways and buses. Not, yeah. You know, physically, but you know what I mean. And that's yeah. what I took because there was no way to get there any faster. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I had friends who had cars, and it was often quicker to take the subway someplace than to drive and try to park. And then you have to pay for parking. Then you have and, to pay for parking, of course. And the parking price is hideous. Did I well, say hideous? New York City, you know, everything's expensive. Everything's bigger in New York. Especially Prices and buildings and everything. Yeah, renting an apartment. The apartment yeah. I get here is lucky to get me the bathroom. Yeah. In an apartment in New York City. Well, the last few years I was in New York, um, I moved in with a good friend of mine who was living in an apartment that was his mother's and it was rent controlled. Early 80s, this was on West 97th Street, the total rent for the apartment was $400. That was half of what you would get for a non-rent controlled apartment. I have no idea how much something like that would cost today. Non-rent controlled, 2500 Don't know. I have a friend who lives at a. I I mean, in, inflation, so, but at the time, even it was, it was half what it would have cost someplace else. I have a friend who lives on East 30th Street. I think it's one of the last rent-controlled apartments. He's paying like 300 a month. Wow. Still. Well, my, that friend of mine in question, he still lives in that apartment, and I don't know what the rent must be. I mean, I, get the, I guess they get to increase it for inflation a bit, um, but he's still in the same place and probably paying, you know, a fraction of what it would cost to live in that area. And West 97th Street is a pretty hip neighborhood. You know, it was a block from Central Park. Um, it's just in that bit that around the time I was living there, it was just gentrifying. Uh, you had lots of restaurants and bars and things around, so it was a nice place to live. Ah, nostalgia. Let's go to some other topics here. I am tr- obviously living in a motel for a while. We have the hotel Wi-Fi. I'm trying a new VPN package from Namecheap, which I'll mention is one of our sponsors. And they provide our web host. It, they're charging like $6 a month if you buy it on the month. If you buy it, you know, on the year, it's cheaper. They claim unlimited bandwidth, which is a problem with a lot of these VPN services. They have a bandwidth charge. We're going to see what happens. Tell our listeners. I've, o- I've always had unlimited bandwidth. For VPN? Oh, no, not, not a VPN, sorry. But I do have a VPN that I'm pretty sure is unlimited. I was just thinking normal internet. I think my VPN is unlimited as well. But I don't use it much. I only use it... Um, actually, my main use for VPN is when the Tour de France is on, I prefer watching the French TV coverage because the coverage in the UK is terrible and there are too many commercials. Um, so I'll do that on the web and I'll use a VPN to make it look like I'm in France. VPN. What we're going to do between these two segments, we're going to turn on the VPN. I don't want to interrupt the connection. It might do that. And we'll see what happens. 
okay. try our VPN. So we go. You've been doing much in audio lately, Kirk? Uh, sorry, say that again? You've been doing much in audio coverage lately. Not really. I've been kind of busy podcasting, but I haven't really been looking at, you know... Oh, wait, let me change that. Yes, I actually, I bought a Sonos One, if that's what you're referring to. Um, I needed, I wanted a speaker for the kitchen, and I didn't want to pay the cost of a HomePod, which is overpriced for what it is. So I bought a Sonos One on, what was it, Black Friday. Um, it was 25 pounds off. It was $25 off in the in the States. Um, it sounds a lot better than the HomePod. It's a neutral sound instead of that bass-heavy HomePod sound. Um I don't use Siri. Uh, I use it rarely on my phone or my watch. Uh, and I certainly don't care about Alexa, which is available in the Sonos One, so I've turned it off. Um, but I do like the sound of the Sonos One. I'd love to hear it in a stereo pair because the fact that the sound is more neutral um, would probably make it a lot better than the HomePods. Plus, you can adjust the EQ. You can adjust the bass and the treble and the loudness in the Sonos app. And the HomePod, you have no such adjustment. Well, what I did here is they came out with a new fancy version of the Beats Studio 3. Okay, right. which is the Studio 3? Studio 3 wireless. It's like near the top of the line. Okay. All right. And this is a special edition with fancy colors. Fancy colors, like okay. my car. Right. Well, well, it's not quite as outrageous as your car. But uh, anyway, so contacted... By the way, they have a Mickey Mouse edition, by the way, now. Anyway, I contacted Beats. They sent me one of these things. I, th I think it's 349 It's wireless. It's also got noise canceling. Now, in terms of a headset, I rarely use them because they're always uncomfortable for me. Yeah. This one is not bad. And I listened for the Beats sound. Beats bass heavy. Yep. It's not that bad either. I think they've smoothed it out. They've taken steps to make it more neutral, which is not what I expected. I think it's a pretty good sounding headset. I was switching off from a Grado, just about the same price. And there's and another Grado headset I have here. For, pardon? Grado is extremely neutral. Yes, it is. Which one did you have? The 325 or the I, 225? It's probably, it's, it's an older one. Okay. It, I know there's a number two in it. It's not here. It's stuck in a storage facility, so I can't get to it and listen to okay. it. Okay. It was notoriously uncomfortable. Yeah. Hideously uncomfortable. I yeah. couldn't wear it. This one is pretty decent, the Beats. So I do use it from time to time. There's another headset much cheaper that one of our one, a PR person sent me over, and I'm going to try it soon and see... What alternative that is, it's probably less than half the price of the Beats. Oh, by the way, I told you the Beats has a Mickey's 90th anniversary edition, where it's got all these decals for Mickey Mouse. Is that the one you got? No. Okay, which color did you get? <laughs> I No, it's just, like, it's just a fancy color thing. That's all. It's just one. I because forget what I'm, it's called, Skyline or Keyline or something like that. I'm looking that. on Amazon UK and you can get the Beats Solo 3. Oh, Solo 3, not Studio 3, sorry. So the Studio 3 in matte, back, matte black is 269. Shadow Gray is 249. Um, the Beats Skyline Collection Midnight Black is 353. That's the one I have. Let's break her. 
More to come with Gene and Kirk on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I have the Skyline version here, and this is kind of a black color thing. But with brown on the inside of the headband. Right, with brown on the inside. Exactly. Yeah. But that is a big difference in price from the different models. Um, the blue is 369 The gold is 379 You can get it for 249 or 269 The red is 300 uh, It's a big difference per color. I mean, I, I've seen different colors being discounted in the past. Um, but that's an awful big difference between different colors. If you want gold, you're paying the highest price, 379 pounds. He's saying pounds, folks. Pounds, right. not dollars. It's expensive. Quid. Is there, is there a value-added tax to that? No, that's included in the price. Whereas okay. for you, the sales tax is added on to the price. So you always have to consider that when you're comparing a price from one country to another. Right. So here, say where I am, tax rate's like eight and a half, nine percent 9%. Yeah. But you know what surprised me? With motels, hotels, they charge mm -hmm. you 14% sales tax. Well, they, it's a different tax. It's a, it's, um, 
it's not there's a word for that it's not tourist tax it's something like a visitor tax it's not a luxury tax for some of these motels this is not no, a luxury but, place but uh, in a lot of places hotels and motels have uh, an additional tax over and above sales tax which is a bit of a scam but whatever definitely a bit of a scam anyway i'm looking at the beats headsets here yes it's the same thing here depending on the color so i'm looking at the one that would be black with the brown insert midnight black midnight black midnight at the oasis yeah this is it right here 349.99 at best buy well, interestingly, on the Apple Store in the UK, they're all the same price at two ninety nine, regardless of the color. So for some, they're more expensive than Amazon, and for others, they're cheaper than Amazon. I'm not going to try to understand that. It gets four and a half star review. I think that's a Google rating. And let me see here. Only compatible with iOS devices? Really? Thinks, no, it's not. It's no, got not. a USB cable. Well, for wireless, no. Oh, it's got that W1 chip. Yeah, but okay. So the W1 chip is what's in the AirPods. And the, the advantage to this is that it can connect quickly. Um, you can still use the AirPods with a non-Apple device, just pairing it uh, over Bluetooth. But you can't switch from one to another the way you can um, when you're using the, the, the anything with the W1 chip. And in fact, I'm looking on the description um, for these Beats headphones on the Apple Store, and it talks about seamless setup and switching for your Apple devices, um, but it doesn't say that you can actually use it. It's the Apple Store, but it doesn't say you can use it with other Bluetooth devices. I can't see why not. I mean, you could use the AirPods. You could use it with an Apple TV, too. You know, they have Bluetooth now. Anyway, it's a decent headset. It's more comfortable. Yeah. Then I, I'm I'm less and less a fan of using headphones these days. I, I mean, sometimes I like listening to a Pink Floyd album on headphones because you get all that movement and space and everything. But I'd rather have the expanse of listening. I mean, obviously, when I'm out, it's different. But when I'm home, I'd rather have the expansiveness of listening to music as it goes around a room. As you know, it, it there's more space to it. When I go out walking, you know, to, to do a my brisk walking, I take my AirPods. I don't really care too much about the quality of the sound. Um, they're good enough, they're comfortable, they're light, they don't get in the way. You know what I didn't talk to you about? Apple's policy of no longer reporting unit sales for products. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so um, understand, we've talked about it briefly before. They announced this at their last quarterly conference call, early November, for the September quarter of November. In November for their September quarter, that they would not report sales for iPads, iPhones, or Macs. No more unit sales. Yeah. And everybody freaked. And then you look at it, though, how many other companies, Amazon, Google, how many other companies, Samsung, how many other companies have the same policy? Um, I'm not sure about Samsung. Amazon has never reported unit sales for the Kindle or the Amazon Fire, and you know they don't make a lot of hardware. Um, I think Samsung and other companies do because I've seen unit sale breakdowns on on other phone companies. Uh, you know, it's just coincidental that the smartphone market is becoming flat, and Apple doesn't want to say, "Well, hey, 
um, we're not selling more iPhones, we're selling fewer. Um, and it'll have an impact on their stock price. Interestingly, and, and it's not just because of that, but Apple's stock price that was well over $200 is down to 167 today. I know the entire market has tanked um, in the past month, but I, I wonder how much of that is actually a reaction to this decision by Apple um, to stop reporting unit sales, which is a suggestion that they're not doing that they're not doing as well, that the future will not be as good. Because remember, a stock price is not about what a company's doing today. It's about what they're going to do tomorrow. Or about what they think the company will right. do tomorrow. It's well, what investors think a company will be worth in the future. So yeah, I thought that was an interesting change. Um, but another thing that, that stood out for me is the services revenue that's increasing in a really, really sharp curve when you look at the charts. Um, and, you know, think about the fact that Apple's going to be coming out with their video streaming service sometime next year. They're going to have their Apple News subscription service for news, although latest reports are that publishers aren't very uh, excited about this. Um, but it seems to me that Apple is really planning on doubling down on all the services, including you know, that meager five gigabytes of iCloud storage space to make people spend an extra buck a month um, to be able to back up their phones. Um, and, and that part of the not reporting unit sales is Apple being Apple wanting to be looked at differently. Rather than being looked at for just one or two products, they want the company to be seen as, as a company with a broader product line. And of course, this is new for Apple. Or, you know, originally they were computers only. Um, then the iPod took over, and they were considered to be an iPod company and a computer company. Then the iPhone, but they're still more limited in their product line. You know, compare it to I don't know Sony or even Samsung that makes a whole lot of products, um, and and that means that the the sales figures of a given product had a huge effect not only on the revenue but on the way people look at the company. Um, eliminating sales figures means that they're just going to say how much money they've made which in some ways is healthy, um, but in other ways, it's an admission that smartphone market is flattening and that they have to alter the way they do business in order to, you know, keep investors happy. You know, at this point, I think eventually the analysts will get used to what Apple does. And remember, Apple is not focusing so much on unit sales, but total revenue and profits. That's where it counts. It's how much they earn, not whether they sell yeah, 40 but million or 50 million. Product that, as long as they have one product that I believe represents 60% of their revenue, um, the unit sales of that have a huge effect on the overall profit. In this case, what we'll see here is the fear mongering will continue for a while. They actually complained about Apple's guidance for the December quarter. And it was higher record sales compared to last year. I think it's because it's a wide range. Well, again, look at how much the stock price has dropped. Um, you, you can't ignore the fact that the market itself is suffering, but that Apple is in the Dow. And so Apple's share price affects the Dow. Right now, I'm looking in my Apple stocks widget. Apple's down 2.19% today and the Dow's down 083 we're going to have to break in a moment, 
But let me remind you about Tech Night Out Plus, the best way to hear the show, best way to support the show. We get you a version of the show free of network ads. For more information, check out plus.technightout.com, plus.technightout.com. More to come with Kirk and Gene on the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. Former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. Join online at www.acs2018.com. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join the American Cannabis Summit, visit ACS2018.com or text JOIN to 76280. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Text JOIN to 76280. Text JOIN to 76280 now. Homemakers, groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always price less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing 
clean energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So we're doing this on a Friday. The show is broadcast on a Saturday, and what's happening here is he's looking at Apple stock price, which is really, really going down faster than the rest of the market. Is that because of the emotion that's involved here? Well, haven't there been more reports about the iPhone XR not selling well? It's kind of funny because um, I don't know if it was Tim Cook or Phil Schiller who came out and said, a couple weeks ago, it's been our best-selling iPhone ever. Greg react Greg said that. Right. We can't necessarily believe that that person is telling the truth. And it doesn't mean very much to say best-selling iPhone ever, because what are they measuring? Um, the XR came out a month after the XS and the XS Max. So it's in a period where, it, you know, that first month of a new iPhone, there are peak sales because people want the new iPhone then there's probably a bit of a slump, and that's why they probably decided to release the XR a month later. And then you probably get more of a peak in the December period for Christmas. So the best-selling bit in that period, uh, it's hard to know what that means if they're not giving unit sales, right? I'll just estimate what those sales are. That's what they always do. Yes, but they don't say how much it's selling. They just said it was the best-selling iPhone ever. There should have been asterisks to that. Um, best-selling in October isn't necessarily the time to judge how an iPhone is selling because it's not the period when it's going to be selling a lot. Also now, you know, a lot of people have locked into the um, upgrade scheme, and I did this year finally. Um, I'm tired of paying so much up front for a phone and then having all the hassle of selling my previous phone on eBay. So assure them because they're more likely to sell a new phone the following year However, the problem with that is they're getting back a whole bunch of old phones. And what are they going to do with them? Are they going to refurb them and sell them in other markets? You know, that, that's interesting what they do with those. They're collecting tens of millions of phones. Of course, yeah. they sell them in other markets. Or maybe they sell them as reconditioned. Well, they do sell refurbished iPhones on the U.S. Apple Store. They don't do it here in the U.K. I'm yeah, but I'm if- thinking of the carrier. I'm thinking if I send it back to AT&T. Okay. AT&T expects to see my iPhone if I upgrade within 30 days or they charge me for it. Yeah. Okay. What do they do with it? Yeah. My, my thought is more about Apple because I bought mine from Apple. Um, carriers don't have an upgrade scheme over here yet. Um, so I got mine from Apple. So Apple's going to get it back. Maybe with AT&T, Apple has a deal where they, they take them back afterwards because what AT&T is doing is selling the phone for Apple and generating new sales a year later for Apple. So I would think that Apple's the one who's going to pay them to buy the returns back. And then Apple's going to do something with them, either refurbish them or I don't know. I mean, 
In in one of these upgrade schemes, if your phone is damaged when you give it back, do you have to pay for it like you would in a when you lease a car? I think it has to be in usable, workable condition. The Something- screen's cracked. You have to pay for it to be since you've got Apple Care Plus on it or whatever the equivalent is. If the screen's cracked, maybe you have to pay the cost of a repair to put it back into usable condition. I have to check the conditions, but there's something there that's got to be usable. Okay. Before they'll give you I, the money for it. I, I've never cracked a screen, so I'm not worried myself, but I'm just curious about, uh, you know, what it means when, as you say, there's tens of millions of phones. Um, how many of them are going back in usable condition? How many get trashed? And, you know, what does that mean for Apple's bottom line? I am not worried about Apple's bottom line. Are you? Well, they are, and they're not reporting unit sales. You know, it's very possible also, maybe the upgrade doesn't even count as a sale. Maybe that's considered to be a service too in the future when it's sold through Apple, not when it's sold through a carrier. They are selling you a product. Yeah, they're just buying back the previous product. But technically, you're buying a new product because here's what happens in the States. Here in Arizona, if I upgrade tomorrow to an iPhone XR, it won't change my monthly price, but I have to pay the sales tax for the entire full purchase price up front. Oh, that's that, interesting. That's, that's not a the sale. case here. That, sir, is a sale. Okay. So for me, it's basically I paid one payment when I got the iPhone from Apple at the Apple store, and then a monthly payment, which is a little bit less each month, and each of those payments includes the value-added tax. Um, so I'm not paying that in advance. And at the point when I stop paying, I will no longer pay value-added tax. More like a car lease here. Well, well a car lease, you're paying for depreciation, technically. You're yeah. paying for the depreciation of the car. Yeah, but you don't pay your sales tax up front on a car lease, do you? You pay sales tax every month. Right. Okay, but you're paying the sales tax for the period of time you're using it. You're exactly. paying for what the car depreciates. Right. And at the end of the lease period, you can either buy it back at a fixed price yep, or, I know. or it's sold as a used car. I know. I'm a leasing expert now. I've been leasing cars for a year and a half. Okay. Yeah, no, it was only a year and a half ago that I finally started leasing cars instead of buying them. Um, I, I had always been suspicious of the, of the financial model. And now I've realized that, you know, n- not only... Are you not having to put out the money up front? But the cars, the two cars that we have are from Toyota, who does this on 0% interest. And in fact, I asked the salesman last week, they sell the Prius, they do leasing on the Prius, but at 4.9% interest. And he said, well, it doesn't sell as much. And so we'd rather maintain the higher sales on the less expensive models and subsidize them. So when you're getting 0%, it's a pretty good deal to lease, you know, particularly that you can give the car back at any time. Um, or you can buy it at the end, um, depending on if you want to. Well, it's not given back at any time. You'll pay a penalty. Oh, not put, here. Oh, you don't? Here, no. if you return, say I get a 48-month lease. I'm paying 500 a month. And that, by yeah. the way, will get me even a BMW, believe it or not. I'm paying that amount of money. And at the end of the day, if I return the car prematurely, they will charge a penalty. Yeah, not here. In fact, I even asked the car dealer about it. He said, no, no, you can give it back at any time. He said, it will show up on your credit rating, not as if you defaulted, but that you like terminated something early, a financial agreement, um, but there is no penalty. Yeah. 
Or, you know, sometimes if they want to be nasty, they can say, tech, it's a technical self-repossession. I don't know. Okay. Not sure what that means, but... I know. I once returned. I once returned a car early and worked out a settlement with them. This is Grayson's car. When he was here, he had a car and he paid for it. And then when he went to Madrid, I had a car with, I think, a year yeah, that you didn't need, yeah. Le- with a yeah. year left in the lease. And I said, I can't do this. So I dealt with it. Yep. Yeah, I... I wouldn't see the need, but um, I, I did ask out of curiosity what happens. And he said, it's not that big a deal. They don't like it, um, but it's not that big a deal. Hey, tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. Drop by Kirkville at www.kirkville.com and you'll find my writings and links to writings on other websites. Um, and check out my music podcast, The Next Track. It is at thenexttrack.com. Talk about music, uh, all genres of music. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for having me again, Gene. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. USA Radio News. President Trump made an unannounced visit to Arlington National Cemetery on Saturday. The president visited the cemetery during an annual event in which Christmas wreaths are laid to honor the sacrifices made by veterans and their families. For now, Obamacare is the lay of the land, although the future is a bit murky regarding the Affordable Care Act, as a federal judge in Texas ruled that the law is unconstitutional. As far as when we could expect any changes, Jesse Weber is a health attorney. He joined CBS this morning. I would say everybody in 2019 is probably okay because the appeals process takes some time. Yes, they can try to fast track it through the appeals court and then try to fast track it through the Supreme Court because it's such a big issue. But I've tried this. I've seen this happen before. I'd be more concerned for people who are trying to think about in the future what they're going to do. President Trump announced on Twitter that Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke will be leaving by the end of this year. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Does your business spend $500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly. With no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. 
This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power and Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. That's 800-941-3381. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-301-5435. That's 800-301-5435. 800-301-5435. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Josh Centers of Tidbits joining us, and we have a lot of topics on the table. I want to get started right away. So first of all, I don't know if you were a member or not, but we know that Google introduces new services and products, and most of them are discontinued because they never catch on. They're kind of experiments. I mean, Gmail made it. Certainly Android made it, but certainly if Android hadn't taken off, you'd never hear from it again. Now we have Google Plus that is disappearing in the wake of a security problem that they didn't tell us about. What's going on, Josh? Uh, apparently there was a, what was it like an API issue and uh, it caused uh, some account info to be leaked and uh, Google responded by well first they tried to hush it up and then uh, when it came out they uh, they just announced they're shutting the service down entirely because not enough people are using it. But I wonder here if they didn't have the security problem would they have gone that far? Maybe it cost them too much to fix it. Yeah, I think I think they were just bored with it, and they've been bored with it. You you hinted at it uh, in, in your intro there, Gene. They uh, they create all these uh, different services. They get bored with them. Sometimes even if they're successful, like I think Google Reader was fairly successful, and they got bored with that and shut it down. You know, I think it's just an excuse to shut it down and save as much face as possible. But you know, the fact is, Google Plus was a total failure. And furthermore, it's not that they're failing in the social space. I would argue that YouTube is, uh, you know, one of the biggest social networks out there, if you want to look at it that way. So, I mean, uh, they're barking up the wrong tree in the first place. It also makes things confusing because everything Google has has tons of features that nobody understands or uses. I mean, I have Gmail. I got a Gmail account probably within the first couple of weeks it was available in beta four. But I dare say most people never use the features it offers. Yeah, that's probably accurate. 
Um, you know, I mean, even now, uh, you know, I'm not even sure I use a lot of the features it offers and because Gmail offers a lot of features. Right. But most of those are only available if you actually use the web interface. If you just add it as yet another account in one of your email apps, such as Apple Mail or Outlook for Windows, you never see them. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, if you use it as a and, and I've said this for years. Um, if you want to use an IMAP client, if you want to use, say, like Apple Mail or Outlook or whatever, Gmail is not for you. Gmail is best taken advantage of uh, in a web browser. And, and, you know, for that matter, its IMAP interface is terrible, too. If you want a good IMAP uh, experience, sign up for FastMail or, you know, some other dedicated service. Uh, uh, Gmail is not good. At IMAP, Gmail is good at webmail. So, um, and personally, I, I've been switching back more to using the Gmail webmail interface. I've been on IMAP through FastMail for a while, and, and I think that's fine. But you know, I think trying to do both, you're just kind of you're hobbling yourself. Well, in my case, and certainly I'm an example of none. I just set up the accounts as IMAP, all my email accounts, go back and forth, and treat them the same, and depend on the email client to provide the features I need. If you have to bifurcate yourself, what a word that is. If you have to split between two different types of email, yeah, it gets old after a while. Sure. Then again, I I, uh, get old after a while. But anyway, with Google+, Plus, first they tried to force it on you. You sign up with anything from Google, they just get on Google+. Plus. It never really distinguished itself from Facebook. I don't, you know, I don't really know what um, caused it to fail. You know, a lot of people say it was too complicated, and uh, that might be true. But so is Facebook. Facebook's very complicated these days. Um, you, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone really knows what makes a social network work or not work. All we know for right now is that Twitter and Facebook have both firmly entrenched themselves in those spaces. And honestly, I'm not even sure how long, uh, you know social networking in that form will last i've seen uh a lot of disengagement from twitter lately and um quite a bit from facebook too you know there's a lot of people i know who they don't tweet like they used to they're not on facebook like they used to they're they're going on doing other things so you know it it could just be the uh, case that uh you know that was a bump in the road onto something else uh, but now, you know, I, I've been uh, doing a lot of YouTube stuff lately on my YouTube channel, and I see a lot of engagement there um, at all levels. So, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if more people aren't spending more time with video and uh, that isn't, uh, you know, what we're seeing here. And, and also possibly another reason why Google just shuttered uh, Plus entirely because it's kind of pointless at this point. Well, certainly YouTube is doing so well. YouTube is really a success. One of Google's most successful products. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. number one, it can actually bring money in because they also have a TV subscription service. So that certainly helps. And Google Plus couldn't. But even if you look at Facebook, every few weeks now, there's some kind of security thing going on. And that will discourage people from using Facebook. Twitter, okay, we have the interactions when certain people in the White House make controversial statements. And that has propped up Twitter. But I think without that, and once that gets old and has to get old after a while, Twitter will become tiresome. So what is the next thing? We have YouTube. It's been around for a while. What's the next great thing? I mean, how many years ago was it that 
we had MySpace. That was a big thing, the bee's knees. Right, but MySpace didn't last nearly as long as uh, Facebook and Twitter have. It was it was very much a bump in the road. Facebook and, uh, to a lesser degree, Twitter have a lot more staying power. So, I mean, I don't think Facebook's going anywhere anytime soon. I don't want to give anyone that idea. Um, nor do I think Twitter is either, because I think even if Twitter isn't super successful financially, I think uh, there's enough uh, powerful interests that want keep it going that you know they'll find some way but um i'm starting to see facebook and twitter is um um of a certain generation if if you can follow me there you know like just like uh certain websites you know or of a certain generation of the web and you know then the next generation of users uh you know is on something else entirely what about your kid youtube uh, youtube constantly that's it, uh-huh. that's it. Okay. it's all youtube well, I have to ask my wife to come over here and tell us what she uses. I think mostly Facebook. She uses Facebook. She goes on YouTube. That pretty, yeah, that's pretty much it. She says Facebook mostly. And she, of course, is into animal rights, so she has a lot of activity over there for that. And that's worked mm-hmm. out well for her. The problem she sees, though, is she signs up for a couple of groups. And then suddenly her email's got thousands of messages she can't keep up with. So probably she's going to have to divest herself of some of those. But that's the other issue, too. It's very easy to have clutter on Facebook if you follow too many things. Sure. Yeah, and Facebook, um, you, you know, it started off as, you know, just for college students. And now it's become... Uh, it, you know, kind of a normie <laughs> service, for lack of a better word. And and I, I've noticed the user base is uh, is old, a lot older than it used to be. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that kind of seems to be the natural progression for a lot of these um, websites and uh, online services. You'll start off with a, you know, with, you know, your more younger users and then over time the, the base ages and then something new comes along that, you know, we'll, we'll see if that that uh, remains true or not. Now it's interesting YouTube because it seems like YouTube is just kind of for everybody. I mean, there's something, you know, unless YouTube is just outright banned your community, um, you, you know, everyone's got a little something going on with YouTube. And I've used YouTube to follow um, tech stuff, to follow, you know, gaming, um, blacksmithing, you know, hunting and camping, things like that. So, I mean, uh, you, you know, Google's really tapped into something powerful there. Um, well, the one thing that's nice about YouTube is that you can catch maybe a sketch on The Tonight Show or from Saturday Night Live that you miss because they'll, they'll put it up there. And that's one thing. Or a segment about a TV show or an interview with somebody that you'd like to know about. We've got more to come. Social networks, and then we're getting into Apple's TV programming with Josh Centers of Tidbits on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. 
Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on this special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to produce an endless supply of nano-sized silver solutions right from the convenience of your home. Silver Lungs. With the addition of our unique lung delivery system, respiratory infections are targeted directly, where traditional oral administration simply cannot reach. This pioneering method also preserves the original particle sizes and delivers your silver solution directly into the bloodstream. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product, Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Bye now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know.
So, Josh, I think that's the thing about YouTube is if you have it set up right, it becomes another TV channel. And I think it can take attention away from your normal pay TV, except that YouTube also offers a pay TV service. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's sort of confusing. And I was making a video the other day. I got confused on this because there's um, uh, there's YouTube TV and then there's YouTube. What do they call it now? YouTube Plus it used to be called YouTube Red. It's uh, <laughs> it's just kind of confusing. Yeah, and, and Apple's talking about getting into this space. We're not quite. I'm not quite sure what Apple's planning yet. I mean, we do know they've been picking up some shows, um, and the rumor mill seems to indicate that the, I guess the idea is to give away some of this content or maybe all this content for free through the TV app. I guess that would be a way to encourage people to, you know, buy Apple TVs and you know get into the TVOS, uh, you know, ecosystem. I don't know. I mean, nothing they've announced so far sounds uh, has sounded very interesting to me. Is, is anything sounding interesting to Eugene? You know, I'm sure I ain't watching uh, Planet of the Apps or whatever. Well, none of the things they had, Planet of the Apps and the Carpool Karaoke. I like the one they did with Paul McCartney, by the way. I don't know if that was ever broadcast there, but I looked at the original one that they put up on YouTube. And that was very good. That was very good to see McCartney, except they had him do a concert in liverpool which is nice but i think we all have to agree this guy is a brilliant musician he plays what 40 instruments or something i mean there's hardly an instrument he doesn't play and many of them he plays extremely well the problem with him is that his voice is really raw he's been abusing that voice that great voice for many many years so that's it by the way i'm going to talk to you in a second about youtube tv since we're mentioning that before we go back to apple Okay? Okay. Okay. This is cable-free live TV, they call it. YouTube TV, $40 a month. And I check for Phoenix, and they have a list of stations there. And I'm looking to see if they have the locals. They seem to have the locals. They have CWTV. They have Fox. They have CBS, ABC, NBC. They have a good selection of cable channels like BBC America, so I can watch Jody Whitaker as Doctor Who. And most of the stations that we like are on here. And of course, they offer additional networks, which I assume is an additional fee, like Stars for $9 a month. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for HBO. There's Showtime for $11 a month. That's good. It's often $15 a month. NBA League Pass, $40 a month. And there was a review they're quoting from Wall Street Journal, YouTube TV is now the top internet TV contender. I think the real question is bandwidth with all these services. All these services, does your ISP restrict your bandwidth? If you do, and you got a 4K TV set, you know, it's going to cause some problems for you eventually. So that's the concern that I have with regard to YouTube TV. But actually, if I'm looking at it, $40 a month, it looks like a pretty decent deal. It has, like I said... Almost all the stations that I would watch. In fact, all of them. I'm looking at this thing. That $40 gives me every single station I like. I very seldom would want Showtime or HBO. There's not enough on there. Well, I'm going to watch Ray Donovan and get Showtime for two months. You know, I, I don't watch a lot 
terrestrial live TV these days. But, um, you know, I have all these services. I think YouTube TV is by far the best one, uh, at least in, in my area, the Nashville viewing uh, area. It has all the local channels. I don't think any of the other services have all of them yet, or at least all the major ones. You know, we've got a bunch of oddball ones that no one cares about. But, um, yeah, I, I just I don't tend to you know go into things like that. But yeah, for forty bucks a month, you get a pretty good selection. You know, uh, sports news. Like, you know, and that's really uh, I think you know the only real reason you'd even want to use a service like that, sports and news, and that they they do pretty well on both fronts. One of the things I learned about motel living, where you have a TV set with a thick selection of channels, and you have no choice. How few I need. It's basically the local TV stations the broadcast stations, and maybe five others. Mm-hmm. If I could get the local stations and five others, like USA Network, Sci-Fi Channel, BBC America, maybe TNT and ION, and that's pretty much it. In fact, I'm looking to see if they got some. Oh, they do have Sci-Fi on YouTube. If somebody yeah. comes up with a package like that, and it doesn't have to be $40 a month, it could be $20 a month. If someone comes up with a package like that, I really think that I could live with it. It's really inexpensive, and I think most people can. You learn sometimes how to do without, because the way it's been done in recent years, 300 channels and nothing to watch. Why do I need 300 channels when all I need is 10? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, there's not a lot I, wa- I watch anymore, um, really. Uh, I, I play <laughs> Lately, I play more video games. You know, when I have free time to do stuff or... You know, I, I try to read with the family or, um, you know, we watch a lot of YouTube and stuff now. Like my kid watches tons of YouTube. My wife has usually got an audio book going on. You know, I'll, I'll a video game or, you know, I'll read to them or, you know, I mean, every now and then, you know, like, uh, I mean, there's some movies my kid will watch over and over and over again, like the Avengers. And you know, this is kind of our, our uh, viewing habit. You know, it's a lot different than it was in the, in the 1980s and the 1990s when, oh, hey, it's, you know, it's time for Seinfeld, <laughs> Frasier, or whatever, and uh, you know uh, everyone gather around the television. It's uh, it's just a totally different era. Well, these days your usual TV shows get a much much lower audience, half what they had just a few years ago, because there's so much attention for your time. Also, what the advertisers look at is the overnights and the live plus three. That means people time-shifting on their DVRs, say, three days later. The advertisers consider that. And the reason the advertisers consider that is that represents the real, regular, dedicated audience. Others watch it online, like I like the CWTV superhero shows. But where I am now, I might want to watch something else when they're on. So I can go to CWTV.com, and I can watch the stream. And I could do it on my 27-inch iMac, which is pretty decent if I'm sitting close to it. Everything I miss, it's got commercials, but it's like on-demand. It's not like some services like BBC America that require you to be a user of a specific service. You have to log into your Cox account or DirecTV or Xfinity or something in order to watch that. NBC didn't. So, for example, when they had that detective thing that was on anyway they had that uh, detective show for summer and i could watch it without having to log into anything i think that's better 
when they do things like that. They make it easier. They've got the commercials on. Okay, they've got the commercials on, so the advertisers are being satisfied. Maybe with some cable outlets, they look at it this way. Look, that they're charging cable providers to get those channels. So if you can see them online free, why bother to pay for them? But the TV thing has got to change with all the streaming stations. We have the Warner one coming up. And we've got Disney, and we've got the DC Comics streaming thing. And now Apple's, I want to talk to you about this in more detail. we got those Apple shows. I'm not impressed with most of them, but I'd like to see, like, the Foundation TV series based on the Isaac Asimov sprawling novel. Nobody's tried that before. I don't know about the reboot of Amazing Stories, the Steven Spielberg anthology from the 80s. But... Maybe two or three of those shows I'd like to watch. Apple, supposedly, according to this published report, you can tell me if you have a different opinion, it's going to offer them free, and then it's going to be a new TV app. I assume eventually available for the Mac, too, but with iOS devices. You watch it through the TV app. Of course, you then need an Apple TV, obviously, to watch it. You then need a new TV app in order to watch it. And then, as I guess, kind of be like... Amazon Instant Video in one way, where you will have the content which is free for Amazon Prime members, and then you will be able to get some premium channels for an extra fee, like an in-app purchase, that sort of thing. Am I correct about that? That's the rumor. Yeah, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, my thought is they'll probably have some teasers that will be free, and you know, you know they're going to try to charge you for it somehow. They're not just going to give you free... Uh, TV shows to watch. I mean, I could be wrong, but that doesn't sound like uh, that's not Tim Cook's Apple because right now Apple's all about uh, getting that services revenue up uh, every quarter. So, yeah, you're, uh, my bet would be you're paying for that stuff. <laughs> How we got much? Jo- we've, got, we've got Josh Sanders of Tidbits. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Want revenge on the common housefly? Well, after 10,000 years, someone has finally come up with a better way the Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic and no batteries required. 
So much fun, you'll forget you have a wife and kids. Makes the perfect stocking stuffer. Get your Bug Assault today and save $10 on the Bug Beam Laser Combo only at BugAssault.com. Hi, I'm Marcia Miller from Mud Pie. Every new parent dreams of bringing their baby home for the first time. But some babies are born too sick or too soon to come home right away. That's why Mud Pie supports the life-saving research and programs of the March of Dimes, the leading nonprofit organization for pregnancy and baby health. Help us give every baby a fighting chance so that more babies can come home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.org. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, so your take is that the TV shows, you're going to have to pay for them. On the other hand, you could look at them as a lost leader initially to bring an audience into this app and then ultimately charge for extra services. In the meantime, they make money from their cut from the in-app purchases. So there's that possibility also. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's different ways they can go with this. I guess we'll see. It's it's like I said, like... uh, yeah, the only thing they have interesting so far is the the Isaac Asimov series, uh, and they're going to have oh, what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, oh yeah, Amazing Stories, which yeah, I love the original one, but uh, I, I don't know how this new one will turn out. I mean, I mean, based on what Apple's produced so far, I'm just not super excited. Um, and, and yeah, they, they need to have some way to have this stuff on the Mac. You know, I was just complaining yesterday um on twitter about how terrible itunes is and like itunes is constantly launching itself and it's just bad it sucks and i hate it <laughs> i wish they would replace it already and maybe that's what uh this um oh, oh what's the code name the marzipan uh you know moving the ios apps to the mac maybe that's what's ultimately leading to but you know in the segment before yours we had a gentleman from windows central and he was talking about how bad iTunes is for Windows. Then again, Microsoft has nothing better. So it's that kind of thing. It's great. It's a horrible thing, iTunes. And no insult to Jeffrey Robin, one of the creators of iTunes, a friend of mine. Although I haven't talked to him in years because he can't say anything to me anymore because he works for Apple. It's the application you love to hate but what is there out there that's better than iTunes? Literally anything. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, let's break it down. Here's the thing. What are you comparing iTunes to now? Because uh, the problem is iTunes is everything. You know, back when like I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, whenever iTunes was a fairly simple music app, it was great because it was, it was fast. It was relatively simple. Uh, I, I've, I loved iTunes back then. But now it's like, okay. If I want to watch video, I would rather go, I don't know, literally anywhere like Netflix or Hulu or or Amazon or anywhere because it's it's bad for that. Um, for music, I mean, j- just for streaming music, I'd rather go to Spotify because at least Spotify doesn't have all the other garbage attached to it. Um, now for um, managing my own music, there is a program. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure it's still a thing before I mention it. Yeah, there's a there's an app we reviewed in tidbits a while ago. I don't think Kirk McElhern liked it very much, but it's called Vox, and it's uh, it's a relatively simple 
uh, music app uh, for the app, and it's uh, the basic version is free. Now, now for ripping CDs and stuff like that, iTunes used to be great. I could probably find better things now. Uh, for sharing stuff to my Apple TV, I don't even use iTunes for that anymore. I'll, I use Plex. Plex is much better. So, so to answer, <laughs> so to answer your question, what's better than iTunes? Literally everything. It's there. There are parts of it. You know, lots, large swaths of it are largely out of date. And what isn't out of date is a is a mess. It's just a disaster. And and there's so many old crappy features all clustered together. Like I, you know, okay, so people, uh, so I know some people still use it to back up their iOS devices. At Tidbits, we don't even recommend that anymore because they're like iTunes backups are so broken now because Apple clearly isn't paying much attention uh, to that side of things. Uh, we say just use iCloud. I mean, there's, there's no part of iTunes that that I would say works best in class, and it's such a behemoth. And, and the maddening thing is, Apple doesn't address it at all. I mean, I mean, they they've rearranged some stuff on it. It's a little better than it was a version or two ago. You know, they brought back the sidebar, you know, and, and, and good for that. But uh, they don't otherwise they just kind of act like it's not there. They won't, it's not even like they'll say, oh, yeah, iTunes is still great. There's no problem. They just don't talk about it. Apple has some real issues there. And I think until they uh, address that, I, I kind of question their TV efforts. I would much rather hear rumors about they're rethinking iTunes they're rewriting iTunes. They're killing iTunes. Then about uh, you know they're in talks with Gwyneth Paltrow to uh, you know make sliding doors a TV show. You know, <laughs> I'd much rather hear about them fixing this stuff. I worry about talking to Gwyneth Paltrow about anything. I worry about a TV show featuring Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Now Reese Witherspoon understand won an Oscar, okay, for playing. June Carter Cash in that movie that yeah, Walk the Line. Walk the Line with what's his name? Joaquin Phoenix, who is now playing what the the Joker? Yeah, one of them. One it's like this is a thing here. It's like they have what five jokers now? Yeah, I don't know. Like the grab Jared Leto will still be the Joker, and then uh the other guy will also be a Joker. And I don't know, maybe they'll have a third Joker at the same time. Maybe they'll just have a movie that says nothing but Jokers. <laughs> it's, it'll be entitled The Jokers on You. Yeah, yeah. If you pay, if you pay a ticket for this crap, it, the, the joke is on you. <laughs> I've seen enough of these DC movies. <laughs> I like Man of Steel, though it became too violent towards the end. I didn't dislike Batman v Superman. I felt that Justice League was screwed up. They really screwed it up. I think that they wanted to make it too short, the running time. They made it, I think it had to be two hours, according to Warner Brothers. And I think if they fleshed it out, like another half hour, 40 minutes, it would have been a better film. And now they're saying, is there a Zack Snyder cut? They want to see that. So now we're hearing that Henry Cavill as Superman is going to be history. And he's playing Bond. Do you think that Henry Cavill is going to play Bond? I think he'd be good at it because he played a spy and apparently did very well in the last Mission Impossible movie, Fallout. He also played in Man from Uncle. Yes, I think he has the look to be Bond. Yeah, yeah. And he's about the right age. He's 35 now. There's one more film with Daniel Craig. So by the time they do another film, it's three years from now. He's 38. 
and that would be a good thing. Yeah, he's he's the right age. I mean, yeah, he, I, you know, yeah, to, totally could be Bond. But he's we also think- going to be in the Witcher series on Netflix. So I don't know. I don't know how. I'm sure they could work that out somehow. Now, remember here that Sean Connery was in his early 30s when he first did Bond. We forget that. Yeah, but he looked like he was 50. People looked like older back then. Is that what it is? They looked older back then? I, I think I, it's just the way he he had the look that conveyed a person probably in his 40s. I don't I think, think I, 50s. I mean, I, once he was in his 50s, you can say, okay, this guy's in his 50s. In his early 30s, he looked like he could play 40s. I think it was all the cigarettes. <laughs> People smoked a lot back then. They, they all looked a lot older. But you remember the first film, Dr. No? Yeah. They star the trend that Felix Leiter, the CIA agent, was always almost played by a different actor in every movie. And I guess part of the reason is, in the first movie, Dr. No, Jack Lord was Felix Leiter, the CIA agent. What did he do after that movie? He it's went Hawaii Five O, right? Yeah, Steve McGarrett in Hawaii Five O for like twelve years. So you never know. We don't want to talk about all that old stuff. So anyway, Apple, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do it. There's a report here. I guess all the sales reports of PCs from IDC and Gartner indicate a decent level drop, another drop in sales for the Mac. And again, they're blaming that on the lack of new models so far this year. And maybe that's true. But the other PC makers seem to be doing better. And I don't know what major new products are coming from Dell and HP. I barely know what products they have out now. So we'll think about that. Let me just remind you that the very best way on planet Earth to support the Tech Night Owl Live is to sign up for Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com for more details. We've got Josh Centers of Tidbits. You go to tidbits.com and you can see what they're up to. We don't talk about it very much. A really good weekly newsletter. It's been around since the early 90s. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. 
My doctor makes more informed decisions prescribing my blood pressure medications based on the data I presented to him on the Smart BP app. That's one. Smart BP can export a colorful, detailed blood pressure report that I can bring to my doctor. That's two. Smart BP is easy to use and intuitive, and the features on the free version are very generous. And that's just three of the thousands of five star reviews of Smart BP, a new blood pressure tracking smartphone app from Evolve Medical Systems. Smart BP is the only app designed for ease of use and seamless connectivity to help manage your blood pressure and keep track of your health at your fingertips. With Smart BP, you can automatically sync your blood pressure measurements through Apple Health and Microsoft Health Vault. Connect with Apple Watch. Easily print and share detail reports with your doctor, plus many more features. Smart BP is free and available both on Apple and Android devices. And be sure to search the App Store for Smart Blood Pressure from Evolve Medical Systems. That's Smart BP from Evolve Medical Systems, the Smart Blood Pressure Tracker. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Deagle, MD of NutraMedical.com, announcing the breakthrough Red Deer Velvet DR. It delivers the protected building blocks of all organs and tissues, allowing your own stem cells as architects and engineers to regenerate you. Not since fetal life, when aging does not occur, has such an amazing NutraMed been available to help heal you and regenerate you. Anti-aging requires that you correct mineral, activate nutraceutical, and jump the gene defects and poor diet you have to deliver the cellular tools for regeneration. You must remove old damaged cells and replace them with your young healthy cells to wind the biological clock to a younger you. Order your Red Deer Velvet DR now at Nutramedical.com 24-7 or 888-212-8871. That's Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I, medical, M-E-D-I-C-A-L.com. Or call our order line, 888-212-8871. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So riddle me this, Josh Centers. Had to say that. Okay. Is the drop-off of Mac sales to any extent due to the lack of new models? And why do we have that sensitivity with Macs, but maybe not so much for Windows? I think it's two things. This was actually brought up in, in the Tidbits talk uh, board earlier. To me, it's pretty simple. Uh, window, the quality of, 
of Windows machines has skyrocketed. Uh, also, the price of Macs has skyrocketed. You know, uh, right here I have my uh, 2016 MacBook Pro, and it's it's an all right laptop, I guess, but uh, it ended up costing about $2,500 after I got the dongles I needed for it, and even then I still needed an extra hub later, uh, and, and Apple Care and all that, so super expensive. I, I mean, to get a Mac these days, you're either getting really outdated hardware or you're spending a small fortune, and sometimes both. You know, okay, the iMac Pro is $5,000. That's a super niche uh, uh, product. Uh, the MacBook Pro, you know, th- those aren't at all cheap. Uh, the MacBook Air, you know, used to kind of be, you know, the common man's uh, Apple laptop, but it's woefully out of date. Uh, the base MacBook is just crap. I mean, honestly, you know, so uh, you have the iMac. The 27 inch iMac, I think, is a good machine, but most people want portability. Um, or if you want a desktop, you know, most people who want desktops anymore. They um, they're kind of on the nerdy side and they really just build their own. You know, if you've used a Windows laptop recently, they're pretty good. You know, it's not like it was even just five years ago. I, you know, I walk into electronic stores every now and then like a Best Buy or something. I, I play with all the machines. Uh, the trackpads are up to Apple quality now. You know, uh, it's it's totally standard in an eight hundred dollar Windows laptop to see a glass, tra- a big glass trackpad. Uh, the keyboards are are pretty high quality, which which especially is a big thing, uh, considering how kind of lousy they are in the newer MacBook Pros. And Windows 10 is actually pretty good, and the security issues aren't quite as bad as they used to be. I mean, it's it's not quite as worry free as the Mac. But on the other hand, you have so many uh, crazy security features on the Mac now that uh, it could be hard to even get your work done. Like I was just trying to install. Some software here a minute ago, uh, VirtualBox from Oracle, totally legitimate application. And I had to go through system preferences and and uh, <laughs> to tell you know to, uh, hit a switch before I could even install it. Otherwise, the installer failed. So uh, you know the and that's basically the calculus here is that the the quality of the of the PC world has has skyrocketed. You know, in the past, especially in the past couple of years, uh, the quality of the Mac has declined, and meanwhile, uh, the price of the PC has stayed about where it's been, if not gotten cheaper, uh, at least for the quality level. And then uh, the Mac's getting more and more expensive. So I think it's just that simple. I mean, you have to really be a hardcore Apple person now, or have a professional interest to uh, get want to get a Mac. So what does Apple do about that? I don't think they care. I, I, I think they're they're exactly where they want to be. I don't think they care how you know how many they're selling relative to HP or Dell or whoever. What they care about is will people spend three thousand dollars on a laptop from us? Uh, you, you know that's that's really where Apple wants to be. They, they've made that very clear. Uh, you, you know they've moved about all the units they probably think they're ever going to move. So now it's like, well, you know, how much can we charge for those products? So that's where they're at. You know, they're they're very much uh, not in the mass market, at least um, on the end of things. Uh, you know, they, they they'd rather be the uh, profitable niche. So you know, that's just uh, that's just where they're at now. Now the question is is if those um, they can keep those high dollar users around because if someone's spending three thousand dollars on a laptop, uh, you know, they're going to be they're going to have some certain things they want. And if uh, Apple can't deliver, then uh, there's going to be a problem. Well, certainly with the iPhone, prices have gone up. There's no longer a $349 iPhone SE. The cheapest model is what, the six, the 7, right? The iPhone 7 mm-hmm. is still available for $449. Yeah. 
and then the iPhone 8 is 549 and then the iPhone 10 R. I'm confused with the new iPhones. The naming doesn't work for me. Yeah, there's like the XR, the XS. I guess it's supposed to be 10 R, 10 S. Not no one's saying that. The iPhone 10 S. I call it the iPhone XS and the iPhone XR. <laughs> they just got to deal with that. I'm looking at Apple right now and pricing. So the eight is five ninety nine. The A plus is six ninety nine, and the ten R. Do I have it right? It's not listed yet because it's not available for pre order. So I don't know what to say about this. Learn more about the ten R. And the question I have if we're going to talk about iPhones is the ten R going to really become the sales leader? Because it's got, mm. what, 95% or 98% of everything offered yep. in the 10s and the 10s Max. Do people need that 5%, the multiple lenses for the camera, the OLED display, etc.? Uh, you know, that uh, I, I couldn't tell you if that's going to be the big seller, but that's the one I would recommend someone to buy if they wanted to uh, buy a new iPhone. That's the one I would go for these days, yeah. Totally, because um, no, I personally, I'm sticking with my 10, and part of that is I want to have a test device to keep around, and um, I need to have the 3D touch stuff again, just so I can write about it, but I think 3D touch is largely useless. Apple seems to be agreeing with that. The, the, the XR keeps the best part of 3D touch. It keeps that haptic feedback, which, now that's great. You know, who cares about pressing into the screen, but the haptic feedback is great. So yeah, the XR's got all the good stuff. Now, but it'll be curi- I'll be curious to see if more people go for the XR or for the Google Pixel Three, because um, you know the, the big the big thing they seem to be competing on there is camera, and uh, they both kind of use the same setup where they have a, a single rear camera, and it's using computational tricks to uh, to get additional effects out of it. Now, I think Google is going to beat Apple on that front. Now, whether they beat them in sales or not, who knows, but um, they definitely have a compelling competitor there. Yeah, but the Pixel has never sold well at all. They only sell a small number of those Pixels. And even Samsung's having problems pushing the Galaxies these days. Sales are not that great. Samsung is making good profits selling parts to Apple. Really? Uh, I'm sorry, what, what was that now? Samsung is not doing mm-hmm. so well with the mobile phones, the Galaxy series. They're emphasizing, shall we say, the real, real expensive ones. And they're not doing as well as Apple's. On the other hand, Samsung is making a killing selling parts to Apple. Mm-hmm. Selling them all sorts of things, and they're... And their component division is doing very well. And Apple and Samsung buried the hatches as far as the legal actions are concerned. So it opens up a good opportunity for them. We've got more to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack. Focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. USA Radio News. President Trump made an unannounced visit to Arlington National Cemetery on Saturday. The president visited the cemetery during an annual event in which Christmas wreaths are laid to honor the sacrifices made by veterans and their families. For now, Obamacare is the lay of the land, although the future is a bit murky regarding the Affordable Care Act, as a federal judge in Texas ruled that the law is unconstitutional. As far as when we could expect any changes, Jesse Weber is a health attorney. He joined CBS this morning. I would say everybody in 2019 is probably okay yeah. because the appeals process takes some time. Yes, they can try to fast track it through the appeals court and then try to fast track it through the Supreme Court because it's such a big issue. But I've tried this. I've seen this happen before. I'd be more concerned for people who are trying to think about in the future what they're going to do. President Trump announced on Twitter that Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke will be leaving by the end of this year. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Does your business spend $500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly. With no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power & Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. That's 800-941-3381. If you owe money to the IRS, you need to hear this. The IRS is cracking down on those who owe back taxes. It starts with a devastating letter, and if you don't act immediately, you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property. But there's a solution. Tax 10,000 can help. Avoid enforced compliance, where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end. Call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts. 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist
therapist who will negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call, 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Remember also a Samsung, it's a key supplier of OLED displays. I think LG also, Apple's trying to source from them. But if Apple's going to go more and more OLED, they've got to have more supplies. You know, I don't, I don't know how they handle that. You know, over time, they've, uh, they've made different uh, experiments uh, trying to uh, boost uh, suppliers, and it hasn't really worked out. I mean, I, I think what they got right now seems to be a workable strategy. Uh, you have OLED screens in the in the high dollar phones, and then you have um, LCD in the uh, in the base model phones. That seems to that seems to work for them. Well, it really works for Samsung though, don't it? Because Samsung gets both ends of this. They both compete with Apple and also supply for Apple. <laughs> they they have a pretty great business model going on there. And consider this for most people. If I take an iPhone XR, which I don't have, obviously, and I put it next to the iPhone XS, yes, the OLED display is going to have an unlimited viewing angle. Aside from that, for most people, is the picture going to be that different? Uh, I bet the big. Di- I, wanna, I bet one of the big differences is uh, the notch. I bet that notch really sticks out on the uh, LCD screen. Um, you know, but. Uh, I don't know. For most people, I don't think it's going to make that big of a deal. You know, I, I move uh, between my OLED screen and LCD screens. And, um, I mean, yeah, the, you know, there are some things that look better in my iPhone 10. Like, you know, of course, uh, it does a better job showing blacks, you know, black colors, uh, because uh, when it's off, it's actually, you know, black, unlike uh, an LCD screen where it's a sort of uh, a really dark gray, I guess. But, you know, overall, I, I don't know. It's just a ton of difference. And, you know, like I can watch things on my iPad Pro uh, and it looks just fine to me. So, you know, I, 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 think, I think most people will be pretty happy with the iPhone XR. And remember, OLED is a luxury. This doesn't mean that the iPhone X was the big seller. It was. But for most people, OLED's a luxury. And there are other technologies being experimented with out there. That may be cheaper ultimately to bring online. It may be because OLED's been out quite a while. And still, even though the prices are down over what they used to be, it's still a limited production technology. It still costs a fair amount more for the displays than it does for LCD. They keep improving LCD. All the new TV sets get better and better. Yes, if you watch your TV off-axis, there's no comparison. But otherwise, you get a pretty good result. Yeah, you know, I, I I just don't see OLED burning things up. You know, it's been it's been those technologies promised for years, and it's like you said, it'll probably remain just a, a premium feature. There's also a couple of other technologies Apple is involved in testing. So maybe OLED will never grow much beyond where it is now. 
And part of it is the difficulty of yields, of getting the higher percentage of yields that come out right. The manufacturing difficulty is part of the problem. If they solve that, they could bring the price down because they get more bang for the buck. But right now, that is a big issue. And we'll have to see where that lies. I think Apple, all things being equal, if they could get the OLED displays for similar prices, they go all the way with that. Sure. I mean, (laughs) the whole industry probably would. I think the question I have now about the iPhone is a logical one, which is sales are saturated. Other companies are losing out. Like I mentioned Samsung, their sales are down. Apple sales are flat, but they're making more money because they sell more expensive gear. And certainly they went whole hog with that, with the success of the iPhone 10, having a 10s Max for $100 more means a lot of people are going to want that and figure on the monthly basis, it's only a few dollars a month difference. You know, you get one of these deals, AT&T Next, and there are two plans there with AT&T Next. One is get a phone every year. The other is get it every two years, but pay it off in 30 months. And if you get it for two years, the price difference between the two models isn't that great. In fact, I can give it to you in a second as you continue talking. Because I had AT&T site here just to see what, see what I could wish for. Okay. You know, we, we always need to wish for things that we don't have right now. But they, uh... They get pretty uh, expensive. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm paying close to sixty bucks a month for my uh, iPhone 10 now. Of course, that's through Apple, so I got the um, uh, the uh, the Apple Care Plus and all that. So, um, you know, but they're uh, it's I don't know. I, it's getting to the point it's a little too expensive for me. Honestly, if I wasn't getting paid to cover this stuff, I'd probably be looking at cheaper Android phones. You know, like. Uh, you know, well, my iPhone 10s holding up pretty well. Unfortunately, I tend to uh, trash uh, phones after a couple of years. I use them way too much. Okay, I'm looking at the prices now. AT&T, the basic iPhone 10 S, mm-hmm. 64 gigabytes, which most people will find that sufficient. By the way, it's 33, 34 a month for a 30 month deal. Remember, I told you. You can trade in after two years for a 30-month deal. Okay, that's where you keep it. Now I'm looking at the other one, the Max. Let's look at Max. Let's see what Max does. So Max, it's only $3 more a month. So if you could pay $33 a month, this is not with any extended warranty. It's not with Square Trade. It's not with Apple Care. It's just the phone. And you want to upgrade every two years. It's 33 and change for the 10, 36 and change for the 10 max in 64 gigabyte versions. Mm. That's probably not too bad. You're paying 60 because probably a shorter term loan, number one. Number two, you've got all the extras. Yeah, yeah. But then I can't afford $36 a month. How about $7 a month? I'll pay $7 a month for an iPhone 10. There you go. 10S Max. I'll pay $7 a month, okay? That's it for me. So what are you buying of the new equipment here? You're buying a new iPhone 10S something? Nope. Nah. I I have the 10. Uh, 
it does fine. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have another year to pay it off and, uh, then I'll, uh, I'll keep it and, uh, keep it around as a test device. Cause my, my other test device for I on the iPhone side is an iPhone six. And, uh, I doubt, I would doubt it supports iOS 13. It might, that would be good. Um, but it's, it's kind of a worn out phone anyway. So I'll have my iPhone 10 as a test device. And then get whatever the new iPhone X10, whatever is, and uh, go from there. And really, I don't see a whole lot in the iPhone XS to um, to draw me away. I understand the camera's really good. Um, you know, I, I might even go to an XR and dial back a bit. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see how that goes. But, yeah, I'm not going to make a decision until, uh, until uh, next year. What about the Apple Watch 4, Series 4? Uh, you know, that's that's a little more interesting. Uh, I probably still won't get one. I didn't really get a lot of use out of my original one, and now it's kind of worthless because the battery's shot, and uh, it, it's already, it doesn't support uh, WatchOS 5. So, I mean, I, I wasn't the kind of guy before to, to buy a, you know, a $300 watch. Now it's more like a $400 watch or a $500 watch. If you if you want cellular and, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm not a $500 watch guy. <laughs> I'll tell you though, with all the people complaining that the Apple watch wasn't doing well, Apple found its niche, health and fitness. You got the ECG on it, which I think is coming later this year. They had to get FDA approval for that. I think a lot of people are buying these things, and insurance companies are offering them as premiums or something, which is really interesting. That's another reason why a lot of people are buying Apple Watches, plus no other smartwatches doing that well. We've got more to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. Former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. Join online at www.acs2018.com. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join the American Cannabis Summit, visit ACS2018.com or text JOIN to 76280. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Text JOIN to 76280. Text JOIN to 76280 now. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to produce an endless supply of nano-sized silver solutions right from the convenience of your home. Silver Lungs. With the addition of our unique lung delivery system, respiratory infections are targeted directly, where traditional oral administration simply cannot reach. This pioneering method also preserves the original particle sizes and delivers your silver solution directly into the bloodstream. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's Mike's best offer ever. My pillow is now offering 50% off their four-pack special plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's 50% off plus free shipping. Don't delay. Order now. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, Apple Watch. Don't you think, well, someone like me, if I had a spare $400 or $500... Shouldn't I buy at my advanced age an Apple Watch Series 4 because of its health capabilities and measurements? I mean, you could. It probably wouldn't be the worst thing to buy. Uh, Rich Mogul wrote an article for Tidbits recently. Now, Rich is, among many other things, a, a licensed and trained paramedic. 
So he has uh, some interesting views on this stuff. And, and his take was between the EKG functions and the fall detection functions uh, that this you know watch will save lives. Um, as, as sort of, you're kind of in the target market, I guess, Gene, because they're, they're targeting an older crowd and they're also targeting people who will wear this kind of stuff. So, um, you know, you'd probably be a good, uh, a good candidate. Uh, I have some family members I might actually buy for, uh, you know, they're not terribly tech phobic, but they could probably also uh, use the features. Uh, there's a lot of people on my wife's side of the family that have uh, atrial fibrillation, which is one of the things that uh, the Apple Watch can pick up on. So, you know, if you have one, of the, if you have a condition like that, that this new Apple Watch is designed to suss out, then uh, probably an easy buy for you if you use an iPhone. I, I, I couldn't help but make the joke, you know, when I was editing Rich's article and, and insert this in here about the it reminds me of the old life alert uh, ads, you know, because the, the Apple Watch can detect if you have a fall and, and call people for you. And, it, you know, back in the um, late 80s to like mid 90s, they had these life alert ads on TV with the old lady saying, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. And they they had like the. I don't know what it was, like some kind of pager you'd wear around your neck and, and it connected to your landline somehow. And you press a button, it'd call 911. You, you know, and all jokes aside, though, that's that's a common thing that that can kill people. Uh, you know, Rich was talking about how, uh, you know, one of his first paramedic calls was a guy who had just, you know, fallen over and he died. And, and if he had an Apple Watch, you know, one of these new Apple Watches, he, he might, you know, might have survived that. I'm sure it'll be a big hit. It's it's definitely out of all the things that Apple announced at that event. I think it's the most interesting. Well, I think here what we're seeing is Apple will probably do better with the Apple Watch in its present marketing than you might have expected because we still have the same situation where sales are going up in double digits every year, so it hasn't reached its potential. It's not going to be like the iPhone at all. But they can sell 50, 75 million a year. Nothing to be ashamed of. No, I mean, uh, it'll never be the next iPhone. It'll never replace the iPhone. But um, it's definitely a, uh, you know, profitable product for them then. Well, absolutely. I think it's really become something interesting. And I think when it was introduced... Apple conveyed the impression they were looking for a place to put it in terms of marketing. And they started as something as expensive jewelry. Okay, this is going to be jewelry. But then, of course, when someone buys an expensive watch, like a Brian Chaffin, for example, from Mac Observer, he's going to spend three, four grand or something for a watch and keep it for 10 years. It's not going to be like you buy a little tiny personal computer and after a couple of years it's toast you see that's the issue too and the other issue apple has to solve is to get that battery life up i'd probably still wear my first generation apple watch and probably just get the battery replaced in it if uh, i knew there's gonna be software support for the you know the immediate future uh, for the next few years and that's something i'm kind of annoyed about you know so we'll see if, if they if they get you know and a lot of times it's it's that first generation product. You know, the, the iPad was the same way. The iPad 2 was supported for a really long time. The iPad 1, not so much. So I kind of knew that going to this first Apple Watch. 
So if, uh, if it looks like they're going to support them for longer, uh, in, you know, uh, different models for longer in the future, then I might get one. Like, I want to, if, if I spend a few hundred dollars for a watch, I don't think it's unreasonable to get like five years out of it. You know, does that seem unreasonable? You spend four or five hundred dollars on a watch, you get at least five years out of it. You know, one of the things Apple has to consider too is that uh, people buying this stuff, you know, it's an addition to the iPhone, the iPad, maybe a Mac. You know, see, so you can't have to factor that in. I know they they want the the uh, the upper class. Uh, you know, they, they want the richer customers, and I, I don't blame them. Uh, but you know, it's just something uh, to keep in mind. But see, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to go. They're going to try to figure out just how much they can charge for uh, this stuff and, and take it as high as they can. Well, certainly Apple was criticized heavily for selling an iPhone for $999. But then there came the point where the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 was selling slightly cheaper, but close enough, as they say. So that gave the Apple the impetus, plus the success of the iPhone X. Assured them that now we can sell this for a really high price and people will buy it. And everything with Apple is going up. And is Apple in danger of pricing themselves out of these markets? Or is it doing it in a way that's not that different? Except, for, of course, for the new MacBook Pros. Now, the MacBook Pros, the price now is what it was when they first came out with the Retina display, and then the price went down. And we hope it would go down. And of course, then Apple comes out with the iMac Pro starting at $5,000, and next year there'll be a Mac Pro. Will it also be 5000 to start, and then they get the new 28-core Intel Xeon, and it's $20,000? <laughs> Maybe, uh, uh, yeah. Maybe. We'll see. I, you know, I... I... I don't expect anything too cheap to come out of Apple anytime soon. So, you know, if, if you have a lower and upper estimate for what you think an Apple product should cost, I would um, stick to the upper estimate. That's Apple for you. Yeah. Yeah, they'll do things a lot higher than you expect. Quickly, what's the hot ticket these days at Tidbits? Hot ticket. We have memberships. We're about to have a membership drive. So if you go to tidbits.com, you can... Uh, you know, find out more about that stuff. As always, I have titles on TakeControlBooks.com, uh, including my new iOS 12 book. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. I've been making a lot of YouTube videos lately. Just search for Josh Centers on the YouTube, and you'll you'll find me. Um, also, if you search for Tidbits Publishing on YouTube, uh, I've been making uh, videos for Tidbits as well. So uh, lots of content out there. Have your heart's content of. Go for that with your heart's content indeed. And what are you going to buy? Buy a new Mac? If it come out Maybe. with one? Or do you think that you're current? I'm good. If anything, I need a new monitor for my iMac. But no, I got the, I got the 2016 MacBook Pro. It feels brand new to me. Uh, my iMac is about four years old now, but it's doing fine. And uh, <laughs> I'm not seeing much, much to upgrade. I got, the, I got the iPad Pro, the 10.5-inch one from... Uh, last year and uh you know this new one might be interesting yeah i'm i'm just not feeling the pressure to upgrade right now i'm pretty happy with everything i got i got the apple tv 4k which i don't even really watch i mostly watch the roku tv so my, my tech steps uh you know i'm pretty happy with it right now you can find us by the way on twitter for tech night out we can find obviously 
Josh at tidbits.com. You can find me on Facebook. You look for Gene Steinberg, the guy in the plaid shirt. It's an older photo. I don't look that much different, but there you go. I don't want to frighten people away. We have another radio show called The Paracast about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. We also got a brand new forum for the Paracast, the Paracast forums. And it's the new version of the Zen Foro software that will soon come to the Tech Night Out Live forums. We also have a special version of the show. And if you subscribe to Tech Night Out Plus, you get the version without the network ads. It's the best way to support the show. Okay? And the prices begin at $1.49 a week, $4.99 a month. Go to plus.technightowl.com. Once again, go to plus.technightowl.com to learn more about the joys of Tech Night Owl Plus. And by the way, we give you better quality audio. Higher bit rate. Isn't that nice? Josh Centers, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.